welcome to another edition of California Employment News, a video series brought to you by Weintraub Tobin's Labor and Employment Practice Group. I'm Lucas Clary. I'm here today with my partner, Shauna Correa. If you've watched prior editions of California Employment News or read our blog or attended our seminars, uh, you've probably heard us talk a lot about meal and rest break compliance. Uh, and you've also probably heard us talk a lot about wage statement compliance. You haven't necessarily heard us talk about those two things in the same breath. But that's now changing due to a recent California Supreme Court case, Naranjo v. Spectrum Security Services. Now, Shauna, you wrote our firm's blog about Naranjo. Why don't you tell everyone what it's about? Yeah, thanks, Lucas. We have been awaiting the Supreme Court's review of the 2019 appellate court decision. And the big issue in the Naranjo case was whether or not premiums for missed meal and rest periods should be treated as wages. So what a premium is, is one hour's pay that is owed if an employer deprives a non-exempt employee from taking a meal or a rest break. Now, it could be that they interrupted the meal or rest break or that they just didn't get to take it at all, or perhaps it was late um, in terms of a meal break. So the court of appeal had decided these premiums are premiums more like a penalty and not a wage. Well, unfortunately, the Supreme Court's decision from May 23rd, 2022, uh, came out the other way. The Supreme Court disagrees. And their rationale is that the premium, even though it is a fixed amount of one hour's pay, regardless of whether they miss one or more 10-minute rest breaks or how long of a meal period they missed, um, there's, the rationale is that it compensates the employee for the work that they did during what was supposed to be rest time. So to sum up, premiums for missed meal or rest breaks are treated as wages. So from here on out, employers are needing to treat premiums just like wages. That means paying them timely on the pay period. That was always the requirement. Um, but now employers need to show these premium payments on their wage statements. So if you pay a premium because a, miss, a break was missed, those uh, premiums need to be itemized on the wage statement, just like other items of wages, overtime, and things like that that are on the pay statements or, or pay stubs. So employers can be penalized for failing to have accurate wage statements. So of course, if an employee had the opportunity uh, to take a break or there was a valid waiver on file, or perhaps they had a valid on-duty meal agreement, then in that case, a premium may not be owed but employers do need to be very careful there to make sure that the waiver is lawful and done properly. And the other result of this ruling is that uh, if an employee is quit or is fired, these premiums need to be obviously paid before their separation or on their final paycheck. And now, just like with wages, if these premiums are not paid by the time of separation on the final paycheck, that could trigger a waiting time penalty just like unpaid wages. So a waiting time penalty would be one day's pay for up to 30 days for every day that these premiums were not timely paid before separation. So as you can see, this ruling may create some significant new exposure for employers who don't take steps to ensure that their pay practices and their wage statements going forward are compliant. So Lucas, do you have any suggestions on some best practices? Yes, I mean, that's some scary stuff. So we're going to need to make sure we're doing everything right. Uh, employers, the first thing I'm going to say is employers are going to need to be very vigilant now about enforcing compliant meal and rest breaks. I mean, that's always been the case, but here's another reason to even underscore it more. Make sure your employees are getting uh, the opportunity to take meal and rest breaks uh, as required legally. 
And the, and the second component of that is that training is key. And that's true for both the employees themselves, but also the supervisors who are tasked with enforcing this stuff. They're going to be the ones, your supervisors, who need to make sure employees are getting the opportunities to take meal and rest breaks. So they're going to need to know the law around these issues. Uh, but even if you do that training and, and, and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, things do happen sometimes. You know, there are times when employees are denied meal or rest breaks. And if that happens and, and it was not the employee's own choice, then premiums must be paid. So make sure you're paying the, the premiums. Also, next tip, if an employer isn't already doing this, a best practice is requiring the employees and the supervisors to review and confirm the accuracy of the time records, the timesheets before they are submitted. Uh, that would include verification of whether or not the employee had the opportunity to take compliant meal and rest breaks for the pay period. And also employers may want to check with their payroll processors uh, to find out whether their system flags for review and automatically generates premiums for missed meal and rest breaks. Remember, these need to be on the wage statements now. So confirm that your wage statements are itemizing premium wages as one of the items of pay on the pay stub, uh, because that's the area where I think uh, there's going to be a lot of litigation and exposure and big expensive lawsuits if employers aren't in compliance. So really dig in on those wage statements. Uh, I think those are the best takeaways for now. If you do that, you should be in good shape. Uh, yeah, I agree. Those are all really great tips, Lucas. Well, that is all the time we have today, but be sure to check out our blog on thelelawblog.com for a deeper dive on the Naranjo case, as well as other employment law topics. You can also find more episodes of this video series on our blog, or you can visit the Weintraub YouTube channel as well. Thank you for joining us on this episode of California Employment News.